Thanks for listening to this sermon recording from Liberty Family Church in Hillsville, Victoria, Australia. All of our sermons are available for free online, and we encourage you to subscribe to our sermon podcast through iTunes or by clicking the button on our website. If you'd like to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, or would like more information about our church, head to www.libertyfamilychurch.net.au. God bless you, and we pray that this sermon recording encourages you and strengthens your faith in Jesus Christ. Who likes to run? I'm sure a few of the kids listening really love to run around. Maybe there's a few adults as well who enjoy running or at the very least can remember back to a time when they were a bit younger, when they were free of any joint pain whatsoever, where they used to just love running around and enjoying that sense of freedom and the wind blowing through their hair, all that sort of thing. Those were the days, weren't they? You know, running is something that I actually enjoy doing. Pretty crazy, huh? I never thought that I'd be one of those people who would say about how much they love to run, but I can wholeheartedly say that I love to run. Running something that I've committed to in recent years as a way of of keeping fit, a way of keeping healthy, and I've discovered that the more I run, the more I actually enjoy it. And after slowly building up, because as many of you would know, you can't just run and expect to run for a decent distance. After spending a fair bit of time just running and plodding along and slowly building up and building my running capacity over time, I'm now at a point where I can run over five kilometers and I do that pretty well multiple times a week and I am right on track. Some of you would remember at the start of the year, I said that my aim this year was to run 1,000 Ks. And at this point, I am just a bit under the halfway point and I'm just a bit under 500 Ks. So I'm right on track and I'm excited about that. You know, running's been really good for me. It's helped me to be healthy holistically, body, mind and spirit as well. And I really didn't think that I'd ever be one of those crazy running people, but I wear that badge with pride now. I certainly am, and I certainly love to run. Now, whether you love to run or not, the Bible actually describes our daily walk quite often as a race, and it puts us in that role of a runner in that race. One passage that does this is Hebrews chapter 12. So let's turn there now. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The writer of Hebrews encourages us right here to run the race of faith with endurance. So how do we do that? 
How do we, in following Jesus, run our race of faith really well? We're going to find out some keys. I'm going to share some keys with you to running our race well in a moment. But first, let's pray and invite Holy Spirit to really guide us and speak to our hearts and encourage us through what I share this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the way that you speak to us through your word. We thank you, Lord, that you often will use the words that that I say or others who are preaching your word say. But Lord, we know that often you will just say things to our spirit as we're listening, as we're focusing in, as we're reflecting on your word, the truth. And so we pray today, God, that we would have receptive hearts, that we would have hearts and we would have open ears to hear what you are wanting to say to each of us in running the race well this morning. So speak to us, Lord, for all of us, all of your servants are listening. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In this short passage of Scripture from Hebrews 12, there are plenty of keys that you can draw out to help us in running the race of faith really well. And I'm going to share five keys with you today. And the first one's this. We run our race of faith well when we remember the people who have run the race before. At the very start of Hebrews 12, we read this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. I'm sure you noticed that word at the start of this passage, therefore. I've harped on about therefore many, many times before. Any of you who know me well would know whenever you see that word therefore, we need to go back and work out exactly what the writer was referring to for the therefore. If you've read Hebrews 11 before, you would know that this is a chapter that's often called the faith chapter. And the thing that I love about this chapter, and I'm sure if you're familiar with it, you love this about this chapter too, is that it lists example after example of everyday normal people who remained faithful, who endured in their faith despite significant opposition and significant hardships that they faced in life. All the examples in Hebrews 11 come from the Old Testament scripture. These are just some of them. Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Samson. They're they're just a few that are listed. And these characters, they're lauded. They're truly celebrated for their faith in God. They're celebrated as women and men who have run the race of faith really well. And so this is one of the links that the writer of Hebrews is making between these chapters. Therefore, they write, therefore he's saying, thinking of all these women and all these men who have gone before and have endured so much for their faith, because of the great cloud of witnesses, we are to run with endurance the race of faith that is set before us. You know, in other words, 
as we're running, God encourages us to learn from the example of those who have run the race of faith with perseverance before us. God's desire is that our faith would be grown, our faith would be developed by looking to the faith examples that others have set for us, from others who have gone before us. I'm sure many of us would have heard of a man by the name of LeBron James. If you haven't, I'm thinking you probably don't like sport very much. You're not much of a sports fan. LeBron James is arguably, and this is up for debate, but he's in this kind of rarefied air right now. LeBron James is arguably the greatest basketball player to have ever played the game. He's a modern day great. And he's someone who countless basketballers right now look to in order to better uh, develop their skills and to model themselves off the way that he goes about his craft on the court. Do you know how LeBron got to be so good? Well, genetics and natural talent naturally play a part. When you are six foot eight, guaranteed you're going to be reasonably good at basketball. You're going to be taller than most other players that you'd come up against. So naturally, genetics do play a part. But as we all know, genetics and natural talent only take you so far. To become good or great at something, all of us, no matter what it is, we need to put in the hard yards. We've got to work at developing our craft. And that's exactly what LeBron did. LeBron did what every kid who's watching him did is doing right now. That's what he did. He modeled his game off a basketballer who was a true great of the time. You might know this name, a man by the name of Michael Jordan. You might have heard of him before. And here's what LeBron said about the impact that Michael Jordan had on his life. Here's what he said. I did pretty much everything that MJ did when I was a kid. I shot fadeaways before I should have. I wore a leg sleeve on my leg and folded it down so you saw the red part. I wore black and red shoes with white socks. I wore short shorts so you could see my undershorts underneath. I didn't go bald like Mike, but I'm getting there. It'll be post-career though. That's the only thing I didn't do. But other than that, I did everything Mike did. What helped LeBron become arguably the greatest basketball player of all time? Well, he became who he is today because he took the time to learn and model his game. And as, as we see from that quote, his fashion sense off the great Michael Jordan himself, off a great who went before him. And like LeBron in seeking to become the best basketballer that he could be, in seeking to run our race of faith with endurance, we need to learn from. We need to learn from and model our lives off the greats of the faith who have gone before us too. I'm wondering, who from the past, who from the past inspires you? and helps you to keep on track in your faith. 
Perhaps it's one of the greats from the Old Testament, maybe one of those names that I mentioned before from Hebrews chapter 11. Maybe for you, it's a, it's a great of the faith, someone we look back to and admire, like Martin Luther, John Wycliffe, or John Wesley. Or perhaps, like me, you can think of many people from church communities that you've been a part of, our own church community here, who have people who have long passed, but faithfully ran the race with endurance and left a remarkable faith legacy from the way that they ran their race. One thing's so true, we can learn and we can gain so much, so much encouragement to really run our race of faith well when we think of and look to the example of others who have run the race before. And not only do we run the race really well when we look to the example of others who have run before, but we also run the race well when we remember those who are running alongside us. We really are so blessed in our day and age. We're so blessed with the ability to connect with so many men and women of faith, to to learn from them, to look to them, to to model our lives off in many ways their example as they imitate Christ. We've got so many people who if only we would look to them and truly take the time to hear their stories, they would really encourage and spur us on in running our own race of faith well. The race we're in as Christians is completely different to a race that we might be in if we were running in a stadium for a prize on the podium. In a race like that, ultimately, we're racing for personal glory, aren't we? But in the race of faith, we're racing for God's glory and we're participating. But at the very same time, we're learning from and we're cheering on those who are running with us. We're not competing with one another in the race we're in. We're actually aiming to win the race together to finish well and finish strong together. In our own church community, we're called to encourage others through our own faith example. And likewise, we ourselves can be greatly encouraged as we look to the example of others in our church community and hear more of their experiences and their journey of faith and how they've become and they've grown into the person of faith that they are today. As Proverbs 27.17 says, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Why not take some time this week to get together with someone and hear their faith story? You could invite someone over for church for a meal, maybe If you're not doing it already this Sunday, what about next Sunday? Invite someone over to enjoy church online with you and then have a meal, bless them with a meal and hear more about their faith journey and how God has moved in their life up until this point. So many people, so many people in our church community have the most incredible and beautiful stories of faith and how God has grown them and stretched them over their many years of following him. 
I've been encouraged time and time again. I've heard so many of your faith stories and the way that you've persevered, the way that you have pressed on in faith through all the different seasons and challenges that come about in life. So why not take the time? Why not make the time to have some of those conversations with others yourself? I'm sure what you hear will really encourage you and spur you on in running your race well with endurance. So that was the second. We run the race well when we remember those who are running alongside us. And here's the third. We run the race well when we remember life's a marathon and not a sprint. This was one of those rookie errors that I made when I was starting out in running. And honestly, I'm still tempted to make it to this day. It's such an easy thing, an easy pattern to slip into. As you can imagine on the cold mornings when you're out there at 6.30, you got to get moving. You don't want to stand still for too long. You'll quite literally freeze. And so I like to get out of bed and I like to set a cracking pace. But I've learned very quickly that you need to be very careful about the type of pace that you set. Because you see, I've discovered the problem is that if I set out too quickly, I just won't make the distance. I'll, I'll struggle, I'll start to slow, I'll, I'll start to fade, and I could very well, as I have many times, come to a complete stop. The distance that I set out to make, if I really want to make that distance that I've set out to make, I need to remember that I'm in for the long haul. I'm doing a longer stint, not a, not a quick three-kilometre time trial. And this is true when it comes to running our race of faith too. Our race is not a sprint. Our life of faith is not a sprint, but it's a race to be run with endurance. As Hebrews 12 and verse 1 says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Our faith race is not a sprint. It's a lifelong step-by-step journey that requires endurance. And when it comes to our faith, there are some really key things that can help us to endure for the long haul. Like an athlete who ensures that her her diet will help her make it to the end of the marathon, if we want to last in faith, we need to regularly consume the right spiritual food too. Consuming God's word. Literally eating of God's word, consuming it, tasting it, living it, reading it, just getting it into us in whatever way, shape or form. That is so crucial. And also drinking of of the living water that Jesus gives us. We also need need to do that and that will keep us running well until the very end. And like an athlete who immerses herself in an environment that will help her to develop her running capacity, if we want to last in faith, if we want to really last in faith and make it to the finish line, we need to remain connected to and contribute to a local church community. It's truly amazing, isn't it? I mean, 
Lots and lots of us know this to be true. It's truly amazing how our faith grows and how our faith is sustained through all the different seasons we face in life, through the good times and the really difficult times as we allow ourselves to be in an environment where we can be encouraged by others and encourage others ourselves in Christian community. Being connected to and serving in a local church community really helps us to run with endurance to the very end. Life's a marathon and not a sprint. That's the third thing. And here's the fourth. We run the race well when we deal drastically with sin in our lives. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. I'm going to say this straight. If we do not deal with the sin that so easily entangles, that lays so closely, we're going to find running the race of faith really, really difficult. It's as simple as that. It's one thing to acknowledge and feel sorrow for a sin, to feel genuine remorse and know that it's something that we struggle with. But it's another thing altogether to choose to actively put to death that sin in our hearts. What sins are you aware of right now that are hampering you in running the race of faith? really well are you putting up with them or are you choosing to daily weekly are you choosing to actively put them to death so that they no longer have the hold that they once had over your heart i want to encourage you choose to invite holy spirit to create in you a clean heart as the psalmist writes of in psalm 51 Identify, take the time to identify and then deal drastically with the Spirit in partnership with God because it's the Holy Spirit who does the work. We play our part too, like a, like a bike on the pedal, God doing his bit, us doing our bit. That's how we deal with things in our lives. I want to encourage you to deal drastically with that sin that clings so closely and has the potential to truly hamstring you on, in your race of life. It, it really does. That's what sin can do. I want to encourage you, deal drastically with it and then allow God to open up to you a newfound freedom in running your race as you are free of that sin that's had its hold. And this leads us to the final point I want to share with us today. If we're going to run the race well, We need to keep our eyes on the prize. You know, many athletes testify to this. I'm sure you've you've heard some of your favorite athletes say this before. Sometimes the only thing that keeps them pressing on is the knowledge that there's a prize waiting for those who finish the race. Have you ever heard someone say that before? I've heard swimmers say that as they struggle through a 1,500-metre swim with the lactic acid building up 
in their legs and just the agony that they're feeling. And and they've said, I remember, I think it was Kieran Perkins saying that, and um, Thorpe as well, saying that the only thing that kept them moving was the knowledge that if they just kept pressing on and pressing through, that there was a gold medal awaiting them at the finish line, or at least a spot on the podium. Sometimes that is the only thing that causes athletes to to press on through physical pain, through mental turmoil and the voices in their heads trying to drag them away or, or tell them it's just not worth it or all those kind of things. Sometimes that's the prize that they know that they will receive at the end for finishing the race that spurs them on to continue to press on. And as Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 makes clear, Jesus is our prize. Jesus is our prize. Jesus is the one who we're running for. And ultimately, and isn't this an incredible thought, Jesus is the one that we will one day run to when we have finished our race and we are welcomed by his Father at the finish line in heaven. As Hebrews 12, 1-2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. If we look to Jesus seated in the position of power and authority right there next to God, I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm honestly, I'm even sure that we will find the strength to press on and endure in faith, no matter what might come against us. If we look to Jesus and remember that he endured the cross with joy for our benefit. If we remember that and if we look to Jesus and remember that he endured the cross with joy for our benefit, I'm confident that we will be able to find the courage and the strength to keep on running no matter what challenges or obstacles we might face as we run our race. We can run our race well. And God wants to help us to run our race with endurance. I want to close now by praying for each and every one of us who are watching or listening to this word. And I'm aware that there are people listening to this today who maybe have not yet entered the race. Maybe you would not call yourself a follower of Jesus. And yet, in a strange way, as you've heard me talking about this, you've, you've felt something deep within your heart say that you just need to get in the race. God's calling you. God's inviting you to come and experience his love, come and receive forgiveness through the sacrifice of his son and enter in to the race, the best race that you could ever be a part of in life, the race of faith in Jesus Christ. If that's you today, 
I'm going to pray for you in a moment. And I want to encourage you that if that's you as well, at the end of today, please shoot us through a message or something. We would love to hear that you have encountered the love of God and that you are joining all of us in the race of faith. Maybe you're listening to this and you've been a long time follower of Jesus and for whatever reason, you can relate, even as you've read that, that part about the sin that clings so closely. I want to encourage you that to just deal with the sin in your life, to do whatever it takes to cast those things aside and invite Holy Spirit to truly have his way in your heart to help you identify the sin and then to literally kill the sin so that it no longer has any impact, no bearing, no influence over your life. And I'll be praying for you that you would be running the race of faith freely from this day forward. So let's pray for all of those things right now as we close. Father God, we thank you so much that you call us to run the race of faith with perseverance. And we thank you, Lord, that when we look to you and we look to all that you've done and we look to you, Jesus, as the one who is seated at the right hand of the Father, all these things are possible for us. We can endure. We can press on. We can do so as we work with you and allow your spirit to move in our hearts. So, God, today I pray that for those who maybe have never entered the race before and are entering right now, Lord, I pray that you would just meet them where they're at, that as they open their hearts, open their minds, open their spirits to receive you as Lord and Saviour, I pray, Lord, that they would encounter your love in a profound way and that they would be truly changed to their core. And God, I pray a blessing over each and every one of them as they start to run this race and that they would experience a freedom in life that they never have before as they run with you and for you from this day forward. And God, I also just pray for all of us who've been Christians for a long time and maybe find ourselves in a place where we're just not running as freely because of sin that's gripping our hearts at this point in time. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to deal with those things, that we would play our part, and Lord, we would allow you to do your part so that we could literally put to death any sin that is holding on and influencing us so that we might be free to run the race of faith with perseverance freely in the power and by the power of your Holy Spirit. So we pray these things in Jesus' name and thank you, Lord, that we can run the race of faith with perseverance, with endurance because of you. And we can run it really well when we look to you. So help us to have our eyes fixed on you, Jesus, our prize, now and forevermore, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.